All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Go Show with Mike Kulik Jr. That is me. With me, as always, on the ones and two, super producer Brandon Newman. My father, back from the depths, Mike Golick Sr. And on a Thursday, because we're just going to toy with the idea yeah, of what yeah. a Wilder Wednesday can be, our good pal Charlotte Wilder. Uh, Charlotte, how are you doing this morning? Good to have you back here for a Wilder Thursday. I feel like you guys did this so that if the Celtics lost, which they did you could get some like real quality Boston sports radio out of me. Well, that I would say is very true. I had picked Boston to win this game, so I didn't think it was going to happen. I like doing this more for the thought of everybody expects it to be Wilder Wednesday, and we just want to keep everybody on their toes and maybe rarely have you on on a Wednesday. Ooh, that almost becomes like a Levitard-style bit, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where when I do show up on Wednesdays, people are like, wait, is it Thursday or Friday? And I and I right. like that. I mean, I love our I love your listeners more than more than anything. But I also do like, um, you know, messing with people just a tiny bit, maybe even more than that. This is like when the Levitard show moved from afternoons to the 10 to 1 slot and they kept doing the club, even though no one opens up and goes to a club at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Although maybe in Miami, that's a little bit of a different case. And uh, we do have a great show for you today, as Charlotte mentioned, considering what happened last night. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us the five-star rating. Check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel, where you can see me and Dad covered head-to-toe in Team USA gear since we've been out here in Colorado Springs and we had access to the store. You can also watch that on Samsung TV Plus live 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern Monday through Friday and or excuse me on yeah Samsung TV Plus 
Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern. I'm mixed up on time zones right now. Yeah. Also on DraftKingsNetwork.com. Uh, we got plenty of stuff to get to. A renamed Wienermobile. <laughs> one of the strangest fan decisions in sports. But uh, starting off, Charlotte, we do want to give you your opportunity to mourn publicly because the Celtics were doing it. They were up at halftime. Everything looked good. And then the third quarter from hell happened. Miami's highest scoring third quarter in postseason franchise history dropped straight on your guy's head. And now you're in an 0-1 hole, which Boston this postseason, very weirdly, 4-4 four and four yep. at home. Not really a thing to sell. So Charlotte, for one of your favorite teams in the NBA here, uh, how are you feeling this morning? What's what's going through your mind? Okay. First of all, I caught that one of my favorite teams. This is going to be the death of me. The Boston Celtics, <laughs> I bleed green, Mike. I bleed green. Um, Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Trying to collect myself <laughs> and my thoughts. Um, Last night was like going to a really great dinner a dinner that you've been really excited for and you can't wait for and then the first two courses are just like the best things you've ever tasted and say say you're a young ish woman sitting at home on her couch eating this dinner you might be just sort of smiling to yourself or maybe like texting everybody you know who cares about the celtics like how amazing is this i mean about the dinner um and then the <laughs> last two courses come out and it's the entree and it's a dessert and it's like not only is it not good, it's it's literal dirt. Like they just put dirt on a plate um, and nobody even served it to you. It just like, they don't even serve you the dirt. I'm sorry, I, it was, I, look, it's game one. It's game one. I don't think this is apocalyptic. I don't think the Celtics are out of it. This team has come back from a lot this postseason, as we saw, especially in game seven against the Sixers. Um, but I, I do not understand how Jason Tatum has five shots in the second half and Joe Missoula just seems to not do anything as everybody is floundering out there while the Heat score 46 points to their, what, 25? I mean, 40, yeah. I, it, I, I'm, I, it, so I'm good. I'm great. Everything. You know, you, you mentioned Tatum and five shots in the second half. I think it, you have to go the one step further. He didn't take any. Yeah. No shots in the fourth quarter. H how is that even possible? And I know they were playing tight D on him. He had a couple of turnovers as well. But still, it's Jason Tatum. You're going to find a way to get a shot. So that, that really surprised me an awful lot here. And, you know, this is a team that, what the day, two days before the game or a day before, I forgot which one it was, Al Horford went off on them in practice yep. saying they weren't focused, they were a little lackadaisical, maybe not taking it serious enough. But as you mentioned, Mike, they had a nine point lead at halftime. Right. So that, that and I'll do, I do this in football all the time when I'm calling a game, whenever you have a halftime or intermission or whatever, is what does it come down to? It comes down to adjustments. You can make them on a fly during a game, but in your breaks, in this case, a halftime, this you have a chance to sit. All your coaches have a chance to get together and any adjustments you want to make or things you want to do, that's up to the coaches at halftime. So a lot of people put the third quarter on coaches. Where my thought is I'm still, while coaches obviously are involved because they're making adjustments and what adjustments are they making or not making, players are still the one that have to execute on the, on the field or in this case on the court. So Boston has a lead by nine. They come out in the third quarter after a break, after adjustments, after a rest, and just get steamrolled. So obviously Miami played well better than them in the third quarter, but are people going to put it more on Joe Missoula and what he did in the locker room or the players for maybe thinking we got a nine point lead. We're in control of this game, you know, and maybe they came out just a little bit flat. Well, you talked about players and people being pretty candid about the situation in that locker room. Jalen Brown came out after that game. It's like, we just did not come out. We played the second half like it was a regular season game was how he, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's how he referenced it. He goes, I don't know if we thought we were too cool or what, but they came out in the second half and let their foot off the gas pedal. And don't get me wrong, in regular season games, going in with big leads, and in the NBA, nine points is not some insurmountable monster lead. We saw much worse than that in the Western Conference Finals game one, where Denver's up molly whopping them at halftime for the Lakers, and they come back and make that a three-point game. And 
I guess that's the one thing, Charlotte, I kind of worry about with this team is so inconsistent based on a player like Jason Tatum who's got this otherworldly talent at times inexplicably disappearing. Because you're going up against the human excuse destroyer on the other side with Jimmy Butler. In this postseason especially, you just can't kill him. There's not a spot where he's not going to be trying to destroy you. And 35 points later last night for a guy who anytime he got near the elbow, he was drawing that extra defender and kicking it out. I mean, Miami shot over 50% from three in yep. this game, largely because Jimmy Butler occupies so much space in their atmosphere anytime that he's in the lane. And so, it, it, Charlotte, it becomes very weird where the question I thought this morning was, are we now going to, because I don't feel like people have seriously done this up until this point, do we now have to start seriously considering the idea of a Miami Heat championship? Well, not to brag, guys, but last week when we were talking about this, didn't I say that the Heat was the low-key scariest team to me left in these in this postseason? I think, like I, th I think I said, Denver was the right answer if you're looking at um, the eye test, if you're looking at stats, if you're looking at Jokic, obviously. But even though the rest of the team really did play very well around him, but I think Miami is riding this underdog thing about as hard as anybody can because this time it's true i think you know the celtics coming out with these shirts that say unfinished business for the eastern conference finals like it's not unfinished business you can't use that like fake chip on your shoulder which i don't think anybody does better than boston sports fans to say we are going to get over this hump because you were in the finals last year and here's miami who is in a play-in tournament who won to get to where they are today, which nobody thought was gonna happen. And Jimmy Butler's in there saying, we literally don't care what anybody in the media says. And I think that when you have a Celtics team that will commit 10 turnovers in the second half, and Jason Tatum travels three times in the last two minutes, it's like, where's that sense of urgency? And I know a lot of people are blaming Missoula. I think he definitely has something to do with it. I think Spolstra is like that key to this, uh, Eric Spolstra, the heat coach is the key to what they are being able to do on some level um but it comes down to players and and you can't have marcus smart like diving for every ball and then have tatum just completely disappear yeah i think the eric spolster point is a good one that last series joe missoula had a big redemption arc over the course of that yeah, entire did. series yeah. through seven games where by the end he was being lauded for what he did relative to what doc rivers didn't do necessarily but now you're going up against the final boss. Like Eric Spolstra, who seems perennially underrated and under-talked about as one of the great coaches in the league. I also do, the unfinished business shirts were very concerning to me just because they highlighted the is. And so what was the what was the premise? Unfinished is business? Biz, is it business is unfinished? I'm not really <laughs> sure what they meant or why they felt like highlighting that was something to do in there. So confusing shirts make for confusing results and outcomes. Oh, yeah. When everybody tries to come up with that slogan, you know, for we got close, but we didn't get there. So what's our slogan, you know, going to be in this? Uh, Jimmy Butler, you, you almost he's going to find a way to immediately get on the media, though. Oh, I yeah. Mean, and now it opened up for him when, when one of the questions to him was, when you guys were winning that playing game, were in that playing game with Chicago, which they were behind at the end of that game, had to come back and win. Did you think you'd be this far? And he's like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" And we didn't care what you—I mean, right into—we don't care what you media people think. And I was thinking to myself, "Why do you care what media people think anyway? They're a bunch of writers, you know." I mean, I could see if you—if you want to care more, if there's basketball player analysts who sure. say that, and you say, "Okay, these are my peers, and they don't believe in us," and blah blah blah, but. Writers, so what? So what? No offense, Charlotte. No writer... offense. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> say, saying that right to a about saying that right I'm literally, to a writer. She's I'm literally, literally right here. It does. It does sound a lot like something someone who cares a lot about what the media thinks would say. Just saying. Yes. Just putting that out there. <laughs> you you figured me out it's when like I would the, give a side a eye to the media. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad. Don't tell the media that I was mad. Do, do do you do you know what I mean though, Charlotte? I mean, I I, I sorry. I now I feel I bad. Yeah. See, look what you no did. You know what? I'm gonna bail. I'm gonna bail you out okay. and then turn this into another question that I have coming off of last night. We're gonna play a little game that I like to call "Which of these things is weirder?" Coming up next. Hey, Dad. What do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. 
Mm, that's a great question. So what what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. All right, now that my father's done bashing writers here, I mean, you know there's a strike going on, right? Are you right, some listen, pro studio guy? Don't even go down that road as someone who was involved in a strike when I was a player. I was uh, a union guy. Yeah. And Charlotte, I'll say, my wife texts me right away and said, you apologize to Charlotte for what you just said. I'm like, I didn't say anything to her. I didn't yeah, you kind of did. did. You kind of did. Christine, Christine, thank you. You're, you're my guardian angel. My guardian angel on these Wilder Wednesdays on Thursdays. Um, yeah, no, you know, Mike, I'm going to be doing very gracious. Day. I'm going to forgive you. I appreciate wow. that very much. I still stand by what I said, but <laughs> I appreciate the forgiveness. <laughs> so you're not sorry. Also though, you're not no, sorry. But also though, in, in your defense, which might be the only time I do this, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> like it's, we got to say something. So sometimes you say something and then it's like, well, I don't know. And Jimmy Butler's like, what? And you're like, sorry, but it wasn't me. I didn't say anything bad about Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't do it. Charlotte Wilder <laughs> abiding by the principle that I have long stood by, which is you don't get bonus points for blocking a mad. You don't need to tick off Jimmy Butler nope. anymore. Nope. We don't even know if this stuff he's referring to is necessarily that real anymore. Oh, exactly. But right. in Jimmy's mind, yes. he has now gone Georgia football where yep. nobody believed in us. Everybody doubted us. And so now we're going to go out here and cave your head in night in and night out. No, 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 Mike. The Patriots did this first. The Patriots are out there being like, nobody oh, believes in go. us when they've won five Super Bowls. Yeah. So if, if you're going to give us anything, like give Boston fans the credit for that mentality. Thank you. For manufactured underdog mentality. All right. Yeah. You know what? Boston can, t can wear that crown proudly as they have the potential to wear this crown proudly. We are going to play a game we call what is weirder here on a wilder Wednesday on a Thursday. And I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, which of these things is weirder coming off of the game last night? Okay. You ready to play? Do you understand how the game works? Do you understand the premise? You just want me to tell you what's weird. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you two things. And then I'm going to ask each of you guys, tell me which of those is weirder. Uh, do you need to write this down? I mean, do you I not think we can down. understand what, what you mean? I wrote it down right here on my handy dandy iPad. Charlotte, do you understand the game? Are you ready to play? Not at all, but let's go. All right, here we the go. The banter kidding, is <laughs> classic. <laughs> all right, listen, Brandon, I agree. That's part of the game. It's all part of the little game that we like to call what is weirder. All right, guys, so let's start off with what is weirder. Joe Missoula. Boston Celtics head coach watching the town four times a week, or Micah Parsons showing up to the game last night wearing a Boston Celtics jersey over the top of a button-down shirt after also being seen at the Sixers series wearing a Tyrese Maxey jersey after also being seen at a Mavericks game earlier this season wearing a jersey down there as well for the Dallas Mavericks. Which of those is weird? Go ahead, Charlotte. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, I have two things. One, uh, I'm going to mark Micah Parsons. I'm going to ride from my hometown because Joe Missoula is my age. Joe Missoula is 34. He was in high what? school and college when. It, stop it. Stop it. Wait, did, are you being serious? I didn't know he was he our age. Yeah, he's I knew he was young. I, got, you I just me? hate the reminder that people have accomplished so much at my age and I have accomplished so little. <laughs> yeah. 
well, first of all, you've accomplished a lot, but yeah, it sucks. Um, he, so we were in our formative years and he's from Rhode Island. So he was living in New England when those two movies came out. And as someone who also was, I can say that they burrow into your brain in a specific way that it's not our fault. Like these are our perennial hype videos and no matter what you do, they always will be. So I get that. Micah Parsons, when I saw him courtside, I didn't know that he had also been wearing those other jerseys. Um, at other games, I just assumed he'd been he'd been traded to the Pats, and I didn't know about it. So I think that's really weird. I, I am going with Missoula on this one. Listen, yeah. unless Micah Parsons has declared one true love of a team and is then just wearing a bunch of side jerseys, you know, um, I, I don't care if he wears all the jerseys. There is not a movie. In this, and, and I'm one of those guys that anytime I'm I'm going through the channels and like Armageddon comes sure, on, I'll watch it and finish it. But I would never choose to start Armageddon and watch it four times a week. For those who don't know, Joe Mazzulla watches the town, this reportedly four times a week. That, that I don't know if you guys have a movie. I, I don't that I would actually physically start four times a week and watch a two hour and six minute movie. Charlotte, no Charlotte, you made a face. What was your face about? Just that as someone who has a tendency to on occasion exaggerate, does he really watch this movie four times a week? It felt like a big pander poppy move where he was trying to make sure that everybody knew. Cause this is when I believe he was, this is I think reported when he was an assistant at first that he did this so right. this feels like the thing you say when you want people to really think you love their thing like i had a teammate in college named braxton cave and he was from south bend indiana where notre dame is he ended up going to notre dame and his whole thing was he told us every saturday before notre dame games when he was growing up he would watch the movie rudy twice back to back in a row before he would then watch the notre dame football game and it's like there's no reason to do this he knows the movie well, by heart. He's got it all committed there. But it's like you could probably find any other number of things on a game day to do other than watching the same movie again in a row. That's even more on him. But just when he was a kid. Yeah. There's a, he's a kid. Joe Mazzula's an adult. Well, he's your guy's age, so he's close to an adult. Joe Mazzula right? has two kids. <laughs> yeah, see, so he's the, close to an adult. So, like, well, I, yeah. that was more a rip on you guys. because. Oh, know, wow. Are you, as if you haven't attacked adult. Charlotte enough today. And, and, and listen, I believe yeah. that he watches it four times a week, Charlotte, because it was reported and it was written. And I believe what reporters and writers yeah, yeah. do. I'm fans of them, and I think they – write and report the truth got respect for the craft so, mm. so there you go i mean yeah uh, why i don't know why you're doubting the, the own people in your industry i don't joe mazula <laughs> watches the town four times a week the same way lebron james reads all those books during the playoffs it's it's just a it's just a thing to talk oh, about oh wow wow that's so true because Joe Mazzulla like famously showed up to the press conference with the whose car are we yeah, taking yeah. line from the town written on a shirt. I would wonder, and this is probably not the time where someone from Boston media is going to press him on this, but in the name of journalism, I would love if like when people ask LeBron James about his favorite quote from or his favorite passage from this book, if people could just go up to Joe Mazzulla at one point in a press conference like, hey, Joe, name another line from that movie. Name any other line from that movie. Tell us what your favorite part of the movie is besides that very pivotal, famous scene yeah. with Ben and Matt. So that's what I want someone, again, as we talk about the writers, reporters, people doing the Lord's work, I need someone to have the courage to ask that press question. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. 
In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And that concludes our first ever round of Which is Weirder here on Gojo. If you enjoyed it, download, subscribe, rate, and review. I do feel like Micah Parsons is getting off easy here. He's a guy that there are times to, he grew up in the Twitter era, so we got receipts on him yeah. going back and tweeting about my warriors and hung all those right, things. Because right. I can understand, as someone who is professionally sports agnostic and even college-wise, I'm a sucker for gear. Like, I'd imagine, and he made the point, he did not pay for that Boston Celtics jersey. Now, the crime he committed was putting it over the top of a button-down shirt like some sort of 24-year-old frat star. That, to me, still does not totally compute as a look. I've never understood the idea. Charlotte, correct me if I'm wrong here. The sports jersey, specifically a basketball jersey, over a button-down collared shirt is a bad look, and people shouldn't wear it. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. I am all for do whatever you want, wear whatever you want. Don't wear this. Don't do this. He, it was Not only was it a button down, it's like one thing if it's that particular kind of like finance blue or starched white where you're like, oh, this guy is just the absolute worst and he came from the office. But Micah Barsons was wearing, it was a blue plaid. It was a plaid shirt with a, it's like, it, it, it just, a hoodie would be fine. Like if you're going to be cold, Put on yes. something normal. And, and he he's cool and young game. and rich. Yes. So he knows on some level, and he just decided to troll all of us. All right. So, Mike, you just said it there. He's cool and he's young. So I'll ask you both, since you guys are young, certainly younger than me as well, how much leeway Not do cool. you get when you are a superstar? And he is a superstar, right? And he is, he is a well-known. He's one of the best players in the league. So he's out there. So how much leeway do you get in just what you said, Charlotte, any normal person wearing that is going to get destroyed. But because it's Micah Parsons, while you guys are oh. still jumping them, how much more leeway and slack do you get because you are a star? Oh, see, I don't think so. I think because it's familiar, it's like how people rip golfers because everyone can go out and play golf. So you've got some familiarity with it. And so you can kind of enjoy that con uh, connective tissue. He wore one of their outfits. He wore a fan outfit to that game. Most of the time when rich young players dress up, it's like James Harden showing up in the all denim giant Janko jeans outfit. Like none of us have any idea what that world is like. We don't dress right. and live like that for the most part. And so it's so far we're like, I guess that's just fashion now. So you've got to go full oppo if you want to get leeway. Because otherwise, if you start dressing weird like us, then you're going to get this result where I saw Matthew Judon was roasting him for wearing that jersey too. It's all out there. So Charlotte, I, I think that's the key is you've got to go so off the wall if you want any leeway because you've got to just like – disturb us with confusion you have got to shock and awe us in this i do think though that i might have gone full circle on this whole thing now that we've been talking about it i think actually maybe it was very brave maybe it was very brave of micah Parsons <laughs> to wear something that like the worst most fashion unconscious fan would wear and show up like that like maybe maybe we're ripping him maybe we should be congratulating him for so thoroughly assimilating so i i i brought up my wife already once in defense of you charlotte and i will bring her up again she is asking the question because obviously you see him sitting in the front row of sure. these, these games what if he was going dressed like he was and because he's micah parsons when he got there and sat down the team gave him a jersey sure and he just said, okay, that's cool they gave me a jersey. Let me just throw it on to show I appreciate the jersey. So he didn't like, well, we rip people for going out at night in an awful outfit. We're like, didn't you look in the mirror before you went out? Maybe he didn't have it when he went out. So if that in case is, if that is that, if, if that's the fact, 
are you going to cut him more slack that he's just being nice and putting on a jersey the team gave him? I, I could cut him some slack. I mean, Charlotte's already dubbed him a hero of fashion now, so <laughs> I think this tone has changed entirely in this conversation where we've galaxy-brained ourselves into this, and now all I want is for Micah Parsons to embrace his role as the sports heel because Matthew Judon called him the NFL's LeBron famously switching hats and right, constantly right. ducking and going teams. He said he was worse wow. than uh, worse than Drake was his line, which oh. I know is why I hear Brandon's voice right now because Brandon's Drake defense radar is going up <laughs> and he's got to make sure that his king is taken care of. But I don't want him to become either of those guys. I want him to become the NBA's Rob Lowe, where the next game he just shows up with the hat on and the stands that just has NBA logo across the front of it. I think that needs to be his final form, Brandon. Yeah, I, th I think him just being a general basketball fan could be fun for him to try on, but I don't give him any pass for not taking that button down off, showing everyone his abs that he, sh that he always wears anyways, and putting the jersey on over it. He should have done no shirt, just jersey, like a rapper. Sorry about that, yeah. rant. But I, I do feel like there's like the, the when you're at a com convenience store and you just got to try the shirt on, you don't put the jersey on top of the shirt because you don't know how it's going to look. It's going to look like it does look, and you get rode for that. That you know what? That's a the best point about that whole thing is something I've always said. If I had a an upper body that had abs, I would go shirtless as much as I possibly could. So I would have no problem standing up right there in the front row and taking my shirt off. I definitely would have oiled up before I got there to make it look even better and then put the jersey on, uh, you know, over, not over like the, the shirt. So I actually, I actually like the Kim K like picture. Like, the, like what you did with the oh, Kim K picture. God. You oiled up for that. You're damn right. Actually, Mike oiled me up. For I, that. that is untrue. And why would you even want that rumor out there? You that you're, <laughs> I did not use the pit roller. Mom did. What is wrong with you? Oh, that's right. You took the picture. Yeah. Right. Never what, mind. Like, I forgot. It's been a long time ago. <laughs> My wife oiled me up with a paint roller. And so Mike you were just going to casually walk out here and accuse me of oiling up my dad to take a picture that's haunted me like the play. It did haunt you as the photographer. Yeah, yeah. it's like that game, the the Alabama loss, the whole Manti saga, and that picture that have followed me around for the rest of my life. How dare you? Charlotte, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Family-friendly podcast. I mean, TV. I mean, this, this is a Listen, show for the people. <laughs> I mean, th there's nothing sexy about saying my wife oiled me up with a paint roller. I yeah, mean, there's. Yeah. You know what's less sexy? My son oiled yeah, me up with true. a paint roller. That's, that's my fault. That's my <laughs> called fault. Child Protective Services <laughs> on you as me, a 25-year-old. You were really traumatized with that whole thing. Yes, right? and I'm more so now because how you internalized it. Apparently, what yeah. the hell's wrong with you? I said it was years ago, man. That's what happens when you get older. You forget some things. Oh my God, this is oof. Mike, all right, put us back on track. I'm sorry, I derailed. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm going to back away from this slowly and ask the question as we look now. We are one game into each of these Eastern and Western Conference final series. The Heat are up one nothing. The Nuggets are up one nothing. They were very different games in how they went down, right? The Nuggets, they're on their home court. They defend their home court in a game where the Lakers erased a big halftime deficit, pulled it within a bucket in the waning seconds. Miami goes on the road overwhelms Boston in the second half and does what we've seen happen to Boston this postseason. They've lost at home, right. so it's not yep. an anomaly. This isn't something out of the ordinary. Miami shot insane over 50% from three-point on 31 attempts, so it wasn't a few. They were getting after it there. Charlotte, I'll start with you. Which of these results do you give more weight to? Which do you think is more indicative of the way that series will actually go? Um, I kind of want to say maybe this is recency bias. I think that the Celtics heat is probably more indicative to how things are going to go. Cause we've also seen like, even in the Knicks series, the heat fell apart a few times. Um, and I think there's a lot more unevenness in this series. I think that what we saw from Denver and the Lakers was yes, the Lakers came within three, but I also think that Denver was so dominant and everybody showed up and was, for the most part, more consistent than uh, the Celtics were. They, they didn't blow the lead. The Celtics blew the lead. Um, I think, you know, we know enough not to count out a LeBron team. Um, 
But, um, you know, unless Jimmy Butler can sustain this level every game, I, I, I could see a little more unevenness. Because to me, it was a little bit more about execution um, on the small things. As I think Marcus Smart said after the Celtics game, he was like, we just sort of didn't want to do the little things in the second half. And I didn't see that as much in, in Denver, L.A. So I, I think that I'll say I'm I'm expecting Celtics Heat to be a little more of a roller coaster than Denver Lakers. I, I 100% agree. I mean, I, I don't expect I don't expect Tatum to not take a shot in the fourth quarter anymore. I don't expect Miami to score 46 points in a quarter anymore. So you'll see some lows and some highs. We, we mentioned it. Uh, Boston is four and four at home. And Miami did what they did in every series this postseason. One game, one on the road. It's the third series, and they won the first game. So I, I do think this will be a bit of a roller coaster. I think in the West, it's going to be more consistent. I think down the line of the lineup, Denver has a better lineup outside of even the Stars. I trust Jokic to do what he did more on a consistent basis than anybody else left in the playoffs. The next in line would be Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler, for sure. But Jokic, I, I expect that all the time, and I think he's got a really good surrounding cast uh, as well. Now, they did blow a big lead, so, you know, there'll be the thought process, Mike Malone, of, okay, how did that happen and what can we do to stop that? But I, I think I think this could be Denver's year if Jokic is playing out of his freaking mind right now. But then again, I guess we could say, well, we've seen this from him. He's got two MVPs that we've seen the do this, but they've never closed the deal in the playoffs. And the way he's playing right now in the playoffs, I just think he'll be consistent with that. I think he has a better supporting cast, and I think they will they will continue doing what they're doing. I think I didn't phrase the question right because you guys both actually agree with me that what we saw in the West is more indicative of what that series will be like because it's – to yeah. me, the Denver Nuggets being better than the Lakers in a series where the Lakers are going to keep it close. Because on the other side right now, what we're having generally about the Boston-Miami series and what their players, the Boston Celtics' own players, Jalen Brown, those guys you mentioned uh, earlier in the week, the conversations there too with Al Horford, it's a mental toughness conversation. And Jimmy Butler is going to win the men yeah. mental toughness battle nine out of ten times. With the Lakers and Nuggets series, it's – this Lakers team, as we saw in game one, is not going to be deterred. You're not going to freak out LeBron James. He's seen everything you could see in a postseason setting. And so there might be games where they lose by big margins, but I don't think they're ever going to feel out of this series. They're going to be competitive, but the Denver Nuggets are ultimately a better team right now. And I think, like you said, this is Denver's season. This is their opportunity to do it. And so I think we could get a series that is close but where Denver is ultimately better versus with Boston they've been so Jekyll and Hyde this yeah. year I'm not sure what to do with them this Miami Heat team again the question that I asked off the top of the podcast was do we have to start actually wrapping our mind around the idea that they could win the championship this year because all along it's felt like hey the Miami Heat great story wow they've managed to defy everyone's expectations and you even have Mike Ryan down in the Levitard show one of the people on Heat Island that basically looked at the last series where the Heat and the Knicks were coming off and said who Whoever came out of that is not going to be a team that has success in the next round. That's not going to happen. And yet they came out in game one to fight the odds on that, Charlotte. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I think the Heat are a serious, serious contender. And I think that they have everything that you need in terms of environment to facilitate that success. I think Heat culture is such a funny phenomenon to me because people talk about it as like this sort of kind of toughness and grit and never give up and you know you've got everybody rooting for everybody and Spolstra's helmed it and Pat Riley's you know grown this thing and and you want to you want to laugh you want to be like okay all right like sure Miami calm down and then you see a run like this and you're like oh my god is this real? Like, I, I feel like this happened to me in 2020. This happened last year where, sure, the Heat lost. But you're like, oh, my God, they're doing it. And they're doing it in a way that, like, at what point are we going to learn that this isn't an anomaly, that this isn't like a, you know, 1.2% chance of making it to the finals, that Jimmy Butler is so real, is such a unbelievably dogged, never-give-up guy in a way that, that's a serious thing to contend with because not just because of him, he's a great player, but that then like creates this groundswell that carries the rest of the team and gives them, 
this real idea that they can do it. And I think the most dangerous thing is a group of people who have been counted out and who genuinely believe because they have proved it to themselves that they can be here and that they can win. Um, and and especially with the Celtics being as erratic as, they, as they've been, I think there's a, a real a real chance. I mean, this is one of those where all of us on the outside use that term, Miami's playing with house money because nobody expected them to be there. And Jimmy Butler quickly turning that around and using that as a chip on his shoulder to say, you can all think that, you know, but we're not. You know, we knew we could be here. It is interesting that Jimmy doesn't get the benefit of the doubt that we give to some other superstars. And this, I think, more applies to people that win a championship because once you do that, we kind of look at the regular season differently for you, right? Where we say for some guys, well, the reason this team is not giving max effort, and this is really like a LeBron James phenomenon where he's only going to go so hard during the regular season because he understands this is a long game here. And if you're planning with the NBA playoffs in mind, making it to the finals in mind, you've got to be able to sort of stage your energy, time the release on these things. And so sometimes we give stars that sort of benefit where it's, all right, well, these guys know they got to turn it on in the postseason. Miami, they were erratic during the regular season. That was not a consistent basketball team and it wasn't good basketball for some certain stretches. But Jimmy Butler, we've seen now, this is the third matchup of these teams in the Eastern Conference Finals in the last four years. And so at what point in an era where we talk about the NBA's regular season being sort of foobar, is it just like, yeah, Jimmy Butler gets the credit for, all right, we should expect this. No matter what seed the Miami Heat are, as long as Jimmy Butler's down there, as soon as they hit the postseason, they should be considered one of the contenders in the Eastern Conference because they have this time of year down to a science at this for point. For players to be counted on in the playoffs, here's another thing that I, that I just thought of. You have a guy who's going to opt out of his player option and look for a four-year deal My God. of mega money, and that's James Harden. Could there be a bigger 180 or disparity of what someone is doing for their team in the playoff and what someone didn't do for their team in the playoff. I mean, James Harden did have, as I said, a couple of the 40-point games in the last series, but was horrid. And Jimmy Butler is saying everybody, while he is saying publicly, I'm not carrying the team, he is carrying the team. And my God, there are players counted on Charlotte. There can't be a bigger separation of who's getting it done and who didn't. No, and I and I think that you see that in how their teammates rally around them, and it reminds me a little bit of when when you were saying that Jimmy took the you know narrative of nobody believes in us, and he said we believed in us. It reminds me a lot about the Bengals Super Bowl run where Joe Burrow was like, right. no, it's not. Um, what was it? What what was the slogan that they came up with? Why not us? He was like, I don't like that. Of course it's us, and and that seems like a very similar culture where these players seem to have rallied around this one unbelievably physically talented guy who refuses to play that role of the selfish superstar in public. You know, I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but every time Jimmy Butler has been asked in this postseason, how did you do it? He's like, my team is really good. And I think that that in comparison especially with someone like James Harden, who who then says, like, he didn't play with the strong enough players or team. And it's like, you have the literal MVP. Like, what are we doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that just makes literally just it, it just makes Jimmy Butler look that much more impressive. Um, and he's so fun, like even as a Celtics fan, like I, I just I really love watching Jimmy in the playoffs. I think it's unbelievably I don't want to say inspiring because that's such a sports cliche, but it's just it's just delightful the way he plays basketball when um, when he's doing it the way he is. God, mentioning the James Harden thing is a good reminder of how wild and what a weird conundrum that's going to be this offseason of him, the report saying he wants to play with a competitive roster, but was also be seeking a four-year deal. The max would be, I think, 210 with the Sixers over four years and 201 with any other team. But it feels like forces that aren't going to mesh at this point. Like, if you're the Sixers, do you want him back? I, me no. personally – you're playing for that championship with Embiid because while your window is open with Embiid as the MVP, I can't think that I can count on Harden in the postseason. That ultimately is what you would be paying him for. 
you would be paying him for the postseason. And if we just got a sample of it, there's no way I'm shelling out that money. I guess that's the thing is, Charlotte, I would probably want him back, but it couldn't be at that at max that number in Philadelphia. But it's also got to be relative to what else is out there for you. Like, what else could you actually get? Right. Because at this point, you can't afford to take market steps back with Joel Embiid, who we saw also struggling once again with his physical health at mm -hmm. the end of a long postseason run and making sure you're putting the pieces around him because this is the window. You don't get to take any big steps back and letting James Harden go without getting something in return would be the mistake. Oof. All right, it has been a winding Wilder Wednesday on a Thursday. We got to try and land this plane as best we can. We're going to do that with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review Gojo. And uh, tell us what you want to see more of as we go along here with the show, as we are changing, evolving, growing, all that fun stuff. Uh, but let's start off with this, guys. Big, big-time news for the college football video game crowd here. As we saw the report the other day that EA Sports is letting FBS football players opt into the 2024 video game that's expected to be released next summer. They partnered with one team partners to help facilitate the college athletes NIO into the game. Basically, kind of a group licensing thing where they're trying to figure out, is it going to be done on an individual basis? Is it going to be one large sum that is then paid out and even amounts to all the players? Similar, Dad, to what happens with Madden in the NFL where every Every player gets like a 10 grand check at the start of every season for their name, image, and likeness being used in that game. So the game is going to be set to be back and players are going to have that choice of do they want their name to appear in the game or do they feel like they're not getting their just due and then they can just be a nameless gray face. Uh, so two things. Now, if I remember correctly, you and, and Jake and your, your classes, have, you guys got checks. Right. So we got checks as a part of the like the O'Bannon lawsuit. Right. Yes. Right. About about video games. Yeah. Though, about right? our name, image, and likeness being used in the game. So now it, it's come back to. I, I'm not sure why you would say no if you're not doing anything and you can grab some money. So if you're a player, I'm not sure why you would turn it down unless you feel you deserve more money than just that to just splitting it square. So I think this is a great thing. And now you'll get the actual faces of the player. They're talking about scanning the faces. Now they're not going to do it for every player and every team, but you're going to see a more, you know, true likeness of that player. But you get to be back in the game. And yeah, I think it yeah. was on principle that we understood what was going on was wrong. And now, while it's not massive dollar amount, Charlotte, it's this opportunity again. One of our favorite pastimes when we were in college, because 2014 was the last time the game came out. And every year when the new game would come out, we would all run to it. And we would go check our character, check our ratings, yep. check to see what they got wrong. They made some of our white teammates black and black teammates white and vice versa. So hopefully they figured that out this time around. But Charlotte, the things you're going to be able to do in this game are going to be incredible. We're in the portal era, the NIL era, all these things that you're now going to get to factor in. The idea of teams from years that got lost in the fray when we didn't have the game. I'm pumped for this as someone who recently just got back into video games. I'm thinking about making NCAA 2024 my personality. <laughs> as someone who doesn't play video games at all and really has no horse, I, I wouldn't be able to figure I tried to DVR the Celtics game last night, and I, I it was 8.50, and I was like, how has this game not started yet and realized that I had somehow rewound two hours and I was watching a Shaq sit down with Kareem and ah. the bar during the first. So I'm not the target demo for this, um, but I think it's awesome. And I'm really excited with for everybody. And if they ever want to make a sports media version where it's like, have your character, like sit down, write, get up, get a snack. Ooh. You earn points for how many snacks, like you can use my likeness, pay me a little bit, but I would mostly just be happy to be there. Nice. I am excited yeah. to see how much minutia they put into this. Right, like right. I'm playing the Harry Potter game right now and I have to go to potions class and I have to get ingredients and I have to actually do coursework. I don't know what they're going to make you do in this. And even for me, I'm not someone even like fantasy football. I don't do trades that often. I can't be bothered with it. And so I don't know if I'm going to be bothered to really shop around the portal. I'm going to end up being the Dabo Swinney of NCAA 2024 where I'm like, our team culture is great and we're just not going to worry about messing it up in the portal. So I, I, I I haven't heard a word you said after I'm playing the Harry Potter game and I have to go to a potions class. I almost yeah, your dad's got so disappointed. I, 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 so I, disappointed. I almost want to shun you right now. I owed you after you accused me of oiling you That's up. True. So okay. consider okay. this okay. revenge. I was right. gonna All say. Right. I was gonna say. 
Come yeah. on. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Let's let's move away from all of that again because I'm not trying to relitigate <laughs> that and get to that. Um, speaking of college sports, it sounds like the ACC is optimistic on reaching an agreement on a new revenue model. Some of the top teams in the ACC, which I th- saw referred to themselves as the Magnificent Seven, yeah, the top brands in the conference, <laughs> were worried about the details of their uh, television deal with ESPN, a deal that goes well into the 2030s, and how it's not no longer competitive with the likes of the SEC, the Big Ten, as those media rights deals are going to kick in. And so what they're floating around is added bonuses for the teams right. that make the college football playoffs, maybe you have up to $10 million more for teams in there, who some of the bigger brands essentially dead trying to, I think, angle towards what we're going to see more of in the future as these rights deals continue to evolve, which is the bigger brands in each conference holding the rest of it hostage yes. by saying – we could leave at any point. And so if we're going to stay, Give we believe more. we deserve more of the pie coming in than the teams at the back end of the deal. I don't have a problem with that because you, you get a number and then you get a, a pie and it's split evenly all the time. So you could be at the bottom of that conference. And while you may want to make an effort to get better, you know you're getting the same amount of money. I have no problem on, on the merit merit scale of saying if you're playing better and you get into the college playoffs you get more money than the team at the bottom of the conference i have zero issue with that and plus it may help that that team stay in the conference a little longer charlotte yeah i mean i think that at a certain point you just have to pay people to make them stay and do what you want them to do (laughs) by people i mean like teams and conferences like you first i mean that applies to anybody and that's sort of the general i don't know capitalism um but i do think that in college football we're just seeing it more and more where like if you want someone to stick around if you want somebody to do something you want them to do there's more agency and autonomy than ever so like you you just sort of have to pay for stuff I do continue to enjoy the ACC pulling the full I think you should leave hot dog suit, looking around at their media rights deal. Like, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. Y'all, you signed the deal. You're the ones who – and I understand at the time they didn't have a lot of leverage. They were a bit backed into a corner and all that thing. But it's like when issues come up that are collectively bargained, it's like to some extent – you also did sign this into existence. And so now you're trying to find ways to move it around in the meantime, while your conference is also a bit of a, at a bit of a crossroads right now. So we'll see if Florida State can go out there and carry sign a contract so and a year later, think about how I can get out of it. Hey, that's, listen, that's the way of the world. Love it for players. You leagues, you go and honor your commitment. Um, speaking of commitment, let's get to the third, because this seems like a betrayal of our trust as a nation. It was announced yesterday that the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is being renamed. It is now the Frankmobile. For the first time in about a century, they are going to change the name. Oscar Mayer claims that the Frankmobile pays homage to the new recipe for its hot dogs that's rolling out this summer. They've been a little tepid on whether or not they think this is going to be a full-time change. Charlotte, as a connoisseur of large ships, large planes, boats, and of course the Wienermobile, where are you at on the idea of having to call this the Frank Mobile? You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't rebrand something Come that on. iconic. It's stupid. No, but nobody's gonna call it the Frank Mobile. First of all, love hot dogs. I have I want to search hot dogs in my phone in my pictures app, and I have sixty-seven pictures of hot dogs. So that's a challenge, everybody out there. Check your phone, see how many hot dog pictures you have. Um, and, and I At went the wilder on things the, on Twitter, send her your hot dog yeah, pictures. Oh, actually, no, I should I shouldn't say that on the internet. That's a dangerous connotation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh no, yeah. no, no, no. Anyway, well, I'll, I'll I, say I don't think it's good. That's that's why this is good. The all beef Frank Frankmobile is good because Wiener's apparently canceled. We're, we're canceling so Wiener out of the lexicon. Right. Here's the thing. It's one of two things for me. By the way, this is a company that went down 15 bill in like 2019 because people were really done with processed food. So it's one of two things to me. Number one, it's the old cancel culture of we can't see the word wiener on anything anymore. Or two, that this is just an absolute, absolute advertising thing. This is absolute get us back into by changing it and get us to to be seen again. Not with the... Not with the word wiener. We've canceled yeah. wieners. We've canceled the word wiener. Who that's what we're right now. That's what we're, I'm telling you, that's, I wouldn't do it. 
I got no problem with that's that. That's not where we are. That's not where we are. This is this is International is. House of Burgers. This okay. is clever marketing. All this right. is them trying to tick no. people off to sell new hot dogs. All right. Open your third no. eye, sheeple. Okay. They're trying to game you. It's gonna be the Wienermobile by the time we hit July. You can this, run and tell that the, to anybody who will listen. This is the opposite opposite side of the aisle that you agree with, trying to cancel wieners. Yeah, don't disparage the wiener. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating. Thanks so much for watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go, go. Boom. Money in the bank.